Selena Kyle. You're fired. And Bruce Wayne. Why are you dressed up like Batman? Because he is Batman, you moron. Hey there, enthusiasts. Welcome back to Hero Talk. I am your host, Judge Greg. Joining me today, I have, starting on my digital right, Dark Princess Jen. How are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? Good. On my digital left, I have Baron Fang, host of the Point Street Podcast, Jeff. How you doing, Jeff? How you going? I'm good. All right. Today's movie, today's film. Let's be hoity-toity today. <laughs> I need something to pick me up after doing this one. Today's <laughs> film is going to be Batman Returns. Now, as you know, Hero Talk is a spoiler podcast. Our philosophy is, if it's been released, it's fair game. So you've been warned. All right, so Batman Returns. I'm going to start off by saying this movie broke my heart. <laughs> you tell. <laughs> when I when I was a little kid, I saw this in the theater, and uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was I mean, a phenomenal movie. Now, bear in mind, like when, when this movie was released, it was 1992, so I would have been 11 years old. So from an 11-year-old perspective, I thought it was great. I had it on VHS. I watched it many times, and I loved it. And I went through my childhood thinking this was my favorite of the four original Batman movies. <laughs> so now you fast forward later. I've already watched Batman on DVD, and I, I see Batman Returns, and I think to myself, oh, I'm finally going to get my favorite. So I buy it, and I promptly go home, and I slide it in my DVD player to watch it again, and this movie is utter trash. <laughs> I mean, I don't I – mean, when you're 11, you think it's cool, but it's like I, I've seen this movie so many times. I had the comic book based on the movie. I had the novelization based on the movie that I had read multiple, multiple times. I had the action figures. I I had the, the car that you put – Bruce Wayne in, then you pull the back, and it flips over, and now he's Batman, and like the sides shoot out, and it's like a little Batmobile. Yeah. Uh, I had the Wayne Manor, where you put Bruce Wayne in the cave, and you turn the thing, and Batman comes out. A buddy of mine had the Batmobile, where you press the button on top, and the sides shoot off, and then it's the Batmissile. Like, I had Penguin. I had those little Penguin Warrior things that had the missiles yeah. on their backs. I, I had it all. This was my movie. I even had Robin, who was supposed to be part of this movie, but then got cut. Did they actually film it? Oh, we can get to that later, but I didn't I didn't realize that. Yeah, that was the either. first I one. That I don't think cut. they filmed it, um, but I do know that the actor who was on the role for it still gets checks, residual checks from this movie. And the oh. toy was based on him, but had to be repainted so that people would associate it with the more traditional Robin. Can you guess who the actor is? Uh, oh, wow. You will never guess. How far? Uh, so it's 1992. This came out. Um, oh, God. Who would have been hot? Who, was, who would have been a... Uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas? No. <laughs> no. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Do you want to hear it? This is going to blow your mind. Marlon Wayans. What? Yeah, that's that's true. That's a fact. Wow. Marlon Wayans was originally cast as Robin, uh, went through most of pre-production. They got a suit designed for him, and then they ended up cutting him. And so he, uh, he still gets checks, but... Was never in the movie, didn't film anything for it, and so they had to paint the toy white because <laughs> you can't really release the toy as is because it would be a little odd for people who had yeah. seen the movie. Yeah, yeah, I did. I had no idea about that. I knew they storyboarded some Robin stuff for the first movie and decided that they just couldn't work that oh, character in. Too but, much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was way, it was way too much in the one they did introduce him yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's there's your trivia. Marlon Wayans was gonna be uh gonna be Robin, and I had that figure. So anyway, I'm just I'm painting the scene here. I loved this movie, and so to watch it again and to be questioning like, okay, so why is there black bile coming out of the penguin's mouth? Why was Catwoman so meh at the beginning? And I mean, I didn't know. I wasn't reading a ton of comic books back then, so I didn't know real origins of these people. My introduction to these, I knew the penguin as Burgess Meredith, and I knew Julie Newmar as Catwoman. And so that was my introduction. I might have been savvy enough to know Eartha Kitt as Catwoman. Yeah. Lee Merriweather, not so much. I hadn't seen that yet. But, I mean, that just that gives you some some perspective. And I, I just had no idea these were such deviations and that they made these characters so strange, so arbitrarily strange when their real story uh, was so interesting. And it just felt like they let Tim Burton off the cage... Oh, and yeah. he over Tim Burton it, and not even Christopher Walken <laughs> could save this movie. Yeah, uh, Jen, Jen and I were watching this one together to uh, to prepare for the podcast, and there is a flyover scene uh, when the camera zooms into the zoo. Uh, 
which is where, of course, the Penguin's Lair is. And between the music, the set design, and the, the way in which the camera is zooming around, you're thinking to yourself, wow, okay, this is this is Beetlejuice. We're now in a Tim Burton movie. Yeah. We've, we've left Gotham behind. <laughs> Save us. And uh, he, he didn't let up. Like, fr- from that point on, there was really no pretense of this being an actual comic book movie. Nope. This is yeah, just uh, broke Tim Burton wank and everything. Oh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm telling you, this thing was Helena Bonham Carter, Winona Ryder, and Johnny Depp away from being. His <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, uh, it, it was a shame. And, and I, I would have to assume that given how well the first one did, the studio just basically said, you're the man, Tim, you run, <laughs> you run with it and uh, you, you can do no wrong. Uh, I. Do you know who wrote this? Was was there anyone connected to the first film at all? Like Yeah, same writer, Sam Ham. Yeah. I don't what happened? Oh, here we go. Uh Wikipedia sorry, I I hate to just quote Wikipedia. Yeah. Burton did All right, th- this is worth it. Burton originally did not want to direct another Batman film because of his mixed emotions towards the previous film. Warner Brothers developed a script with writer Sam Ham, which had the Penguin and Catwoman going after hidden treasure. Burton agreed to return. <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah, wait. I know. Yar. Yar, yeah. <laughs> Burton agreed to return after he granted him more creative control and replaced Ham with Daniel Waters. Well, there we go. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I'm not impressed with either one, quite frankly. Yeah. Wesley yeah. Strick did an uncredited rewrite, removing the characters of Harvey Dent and Robin and rewriting the climax. Well, I can see uh, why why this ended up as uh, oh. excellent as it did. So, well, I'm usually well, not in the camp to say Wikipedia said it, so it must be true. But, yeah, that all sounds plausible. Yeah. Well, well they also I mean, have the... It's in the pudding. It looks like it. Yeah. It, 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 feel, it feels like a concept that just took a weird turn and was rested away from what it was original supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, and it's frustrating ugh. because I adore Burton. Like, if you tell me right now who's your favorite filmmaker, I'd say Burton. I love him. But in this case, it just, it's not good. It doesn't fit. It felt cheesy. It felt forced. It felt campy and not in a good way. Just, ah, not good. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you on all that. It was definitely uh, not good. <laughs> uh, so let's let's talk about the cast because I I think mm-hmm. as you talk about the cast and their characters, we got plenty of input here. Mm. This is not going to be the slow part of hero talk. And <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, this story was a little bit empty, so we need to we need to maybe pad it out a little bit. Yeah. So oh, Ke- I have Keaton's enough to say. Back. Yeah, Keaton's back. <laughs> Keaton's back. Seemed like he had less to do and was less quirky, right? I mean, mm-hmm. or yeah. even. Yeah, he looked bored. He looked like I'm Bruce Wayne, and I, I got nothing going on right now. <laughs> yep, and he didn't have any Michael Keaton moments like like he did in the first one, where you know, like with him just you know uh, snapping in Vicky Vale's apartment and stuff. Like there wasn't an or you know awkward in the armor room or anything like that. It was just it was just him phoning it. I mean, he wasn't bad, but there was no enthusiasm. And yeah, uh, it's it was not good, and it's a shame because Keaton's a great actor. I hate s- yeah. seriously saying not good all the time, but I-, I don't know. If I had to pick one phrase to describe this movie, not good is the movie. <laughs> it doesn't even excel at being bad. It's just not good. <laughs> but it was, I mean, it was, uh, I-, I like him still. I mean, he's he's one of my favorite Batman. It's it's between basically him and Chris Bale. And quite frankly, mm. gun to my head, you made me have to pick, I think I would still go Keaton. Mm. I really, really do. Yeah, I mean... Because when I think of the quirkiness of Bruce Wayne and then, like, how he was able to deliver his roles and, like, when he was angry and had that face, is you know the face I'm talking about when he's, like, got this, like, sneering, like, almost a grin while he's beating somebody up or hanging them off an edge or something? He yeah. looks downright sinister. Yeah. And I love the suit and I like the car, as unpractical as it may be, so... <laughs> it, uh... I do love the car, too. Yeah, it, it just... It was it was my favorite. Incidentally, for those of you who listened to the last Hero Talk, I did eventually buy that Hallmark Christmas ornament. Yeah. And shame on yeah. you if you didn't listen to it, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Why, why are you not listening to our Hero Talks? I think that's the bigger <laughs> question. All right, so we got Batman. He, he, he phoned it in, which is a shame, because I think he is a genius of an actor. But now let's talk Danny DeVito as the Penguin. Oh, oh. Why was there black bile streaming out of his mouth <sighs> this entire yeah. movie? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I... I, I in theory, and let's just get it out of the way, as he's short and a pretty good comedic actor, Danny DeVito was an obvious choice to play the Penguin. Why they had to turn him into a man bird, that 
Yeah, it just it doesn't, <laughs> That's it doesn't make story. sense. <laughs> or a mutant. I, or, or, I, I, I don't okay, think. you guys you guys know me. I love horror. You I do. love scary movies. I will watch movies where there's constant blood and I'm fine. He repulsed me. <laughs> I felt gross. I felt dirty. I wanted to throw up. Disgusting. Innuendo Seeing him too. gnaw on that so raw bad. fish, I felt like I was watching Gollum. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't still. understand why they did all that with the raw fish and the living in the sewers, and I don't understand why Max Shrek is not good at covering his tracks to the point where you could actually assemble some of that stuff. Like, rule number one: you shred a document that you don't want anyone to find, you then burn it as well. <laughs> rule number one: epic fail. Oh my it, gosh. I and I think DeVito could have done well. Now listen, I love uh Burgess Meredith and quite frankly, uh I've been watching the new Gotham series and I love Robin Lord Taylor. I think he's also very 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 good. So you don't need to be short and fat to play penguin, but yeah. I don't I don't understand this this outcast uh tossed in down the river by Pee-wee Herman take the, <laughs> on the character. I just don't get it. When Pee-wee it, tosses you, it's Bert. <laughs> It's Bert. Burton's obsessed with having these weird origin stories that, uh, you know, it's, I mean, look at, look, look at the black, the, the white face, the black outfit. I mean, I, I don't know when it, Edward Scissorhands was made in, in line with this movie, but mm. Burton, Burton likes people who have weird upbringings and, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe he thought that because the gangster thing had been done with the Joker in the last movie, you couldn't go back to that well. But I don't know. I always like the Penguin character as as is. Uh, yeah, uh, I I mu- very much like him as the the most most recent take in the comics. Um, I haven't read New Fifty Two, so I'm going to date myself here. But it was he was <laughs> like he was a semi legit businessman who owned the Iceberg Lounge, and he did some shady stuff on the side. But he never went to jail because he was one of Batman's informants. Yeah. And I thought it worked. And it worked with the Burgess, Mer- uh, Burgess Meredith uh, figure in my head, who I hear talking when I hear the Penguin talk. Like, rah, rah, rah. I just, you know, it was it was a take uh, I like on the character. So I just, I don't, I don't get it. Just I, I further, st- just to interject for the record, Edward Scissorhands was 1990. So Edward okay. Scissorhands came first. And I guess they just had a lot of white and black paint left. Had it left yep. over. <laughs> yep. They just decided they were going to make good use of it. Uh, wow. Uh, I don't know. All right, so let's let's talk Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Now, I actually like Catwoman in the comic books, and I think once she went Catwoman, Michelle Pfeiffer did a very good job with the role. I don't understand why Selena Kyle had to be such a um secretary. Yeah, I was I was gonna say doof, but let's just go with cornball. <laughs> I don't understand why she was so cornball. Using her own word. Cornball. Yeah. Yeah. I just I don't why? Her her story is good. She was a an orphan raised on the street. She trained herself up, and she she's like the anti the what? How do you say that? Antithesis. Yeah, yeah. antithesis yeah. of Batman. You know, she doesn't have the money. She had to to drag herself up, and then so she becomes a cat burglar, and then you get this it whole yeah, I die, and then the cats revive me, and then, and then I I, I by licking. Yeah, suddenly yeah. I, I I can do Jeet Kune Do and backflips and just like yeah. come on, but. Uh, I, I do ahead. have to say that this is my favorite part of the movie, that of her being in it. Without Catwoman, without Michelle Pfeiffer being Catwoman, I couldn't even sit through it. No, I think I'll, I'll give you that. Upset. She was all that was watchable. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think every girl loves Catwoman. She's badass. And I yeah. love the style of her costume. I loved how much she really did morph into Catwoman. And I think Michelle Pfeiffer, I don't think a badass, you know? Yeah. But she was really good as that character. She pulled it off, and she wasn't the first choice either. Anyone know who the first choice was? I'll give you this one, Jeff. Who was the first choice? Annette Bening. I did know that. (laughs) What? Really? Yeah. Yeah, apparently uh, she got got, pregnant or something. I got that right in a uh, a movie quiz once many, 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 many years ago. Uh, I'm really good at movie quizzes. I don't (laughs) pick that up, being that I host a movie podcast. (laughs) I've seen a few of them. Yeah. No, I I, I like uh-huh. Michelle Pfeiffer. I I just don't like what they why they decided to tinker with the backstory of the character and uh, yeah. and you know yeah. weave it felt... weave it into the Shrek plotline yeah. and everything. Yeah. Shrek. Now this is a guy. I don't think he's from the comics at all. I've never even heard this character reference in the comics. It was and Max there. Shrek is basically just evil Christopher Walken. <laughs> yes. Uh, and while we're on the subject of Max Shrek, why is Shrek Incorporated logo a weird smiling cat. What's because that all about? Catwoman. 
<laughs> because cat, yeah, exactly. What else do you want me to say? Because like Catwoman. Uh, I, I just think of all the logos. <laughs> like, uh, but I do love Walken. But you're right. I mean, even he can't save this film. He, he's, he's, you know. Yeah, and the, he, the script is weird. There's this whole plot point about they're gonna run out of power from the plant. Um, you know, cities don't just make all their own power now. There's actually a grid you tap into. Yeah. I don't know what's going on in Gotham. And like this yeah. this idea that they're going to just take the power and store it in batteries for later. And that's not actually how that works. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it was it was just and there's a plot point that got completely dropped because by the end of the movie, like they still apparently have this power emergency looming because they never did fix it. They they completely dropped it when uh, it was time for uh, the mayor to be recalled. Yeah, for no particular reason. for no particular reason. I don't whatever. This was all right. So let's Alfred Pennyworth. He's back. He didn't do anything. Significant. I liked him better in Batman and Robin than I did in this movie. Michael he had more to do. He had more to do, <laughs> including dying of McGregor syndrome. Mm-hmm. He just he didn't have much to do. And then Tri- Chip Shrek. What was this this guy? He. He was barely in this thing. I don't I don't understand why I even have the character. And it's it's Andrew Bernarski. Sorry, Andrew. I'm presuming he listened. Uh it just trying to do his best Christopher Walken. Yeah, I know. I couldn't I was like <laughs> Dad. My you dad don't have yes. to do this. <laughs> you don't have. It's my son, it's my legacy for chip. <laughs> like, come on, what? Oh. Yeah, and it's just it just creates these awkward scenes where it just feels like they're trying to introduce Selena Kyle and doing it in such a, a poor, haphazard way. And yeah. The shame is, is when she becomes Catwoman, I mean, she almost redefined the character. Right? The, the yeah. character in the comics at the time, I think, was still had, like, purple suit, long hair, and a long tail. And what she wears now is very strikingly similar to what uh, Catwoman wore in this movie. Now, in the movie, they, they take great pains to make it look like she made it herself. Yeah. Whereas in the in the comics, it definitely looks like a real suit that, that she went out and either purchased or had custom made. But... It was uh, it redefined the character, and it this movie also very heavily influenced the style of the animated series. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was very much going with it. Like Catwoman in the comics has black hair, but they gave her blonde because of Michelle Pfeiffer, and they made their Penguin look a lot like Danny DeVito. So, and maybe part of that is also why sometimes I remember this more fondly because I do have that show to look back on, and that show is still awesome today. Yeah. Yeah, and the the style stylistic stuff that was influenced is it's fine, you know. Um, yeah. The, the look, yeah, and let's just be glad that the writing didn't rub off. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, they definitely stylized Gotham a little bit more in this one with like I just remember giant statues everywhere and yeah and weird gargoyles hanging off of stuff. Now I get it. It's Gotham. I actually forgive a lot of the stuff, but at the risk of being too referential to our previous podcast, can we touch on the? Uh, set uh comments we were making from the first film about how it felt like a set (laughs) so here it is gotham city lighting the christmas tree you've you've seen pictures of it in new york city rockefeller center (laughs) i've been to this thing in rockefeller center here is gotham city about to light it and the ice princess is there and about three dozen people showed up (laughs) yep wow the 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 throng the throng was just the square was just wall to wall people from end to end. I, I, it, it's, I could not have believed there was any way they could have made the sets look smaller, more empty, less alive. Yeah, <laughs> Gotham doesn't it off. feel real in this. I mean, there's no other way around that. He does not feel very real. No, and yeah. uh, there's a scene where Alfred is uh, getting groceries or something, and yeah. there's a bunch of people on the street. I think that's the most people in any one shot, <laughs> kind of bustling around a shopping yeah. center or something. Uh, the rest of the time, it's just like, did, did they like they spent eighty million on this movie? They couldn't like, yeah. what do extras get paid? They couldn't toss a few hundred bucks times, uh, you know, a few yeah. hundred extras here and there just to you know flesh things out. It was now just ridiculous. to say, Jess, I actually happen to know what extras get paid. Don't ask me how. <laughs> um, but I've uh, gotten the casting sheets before. Again, don't ask me how. Uh, but actors usually get paid for extras. I mean, usually. 50 to $100 a day, depending on how many times you use them. And in some cases, it's less if you want to eat food. So in other words, you're saying that they could have found this money in this $80 million somewhere if they'd maybe, you know, scrimped on the craft table one day or something. Right. <laughs> like... if, or if maybe, perhaps, they took the bucket of black bile 
<laughs> yeah. And just just didn't use that. Just cut that part. Yeah. Just cut that part. The money they they spent in the the black oozing bile could have paid for more extras to make these scenes feel like a real city. Yeah, comical. comical. Um, yeah. What, uh, the fellow, uh, of course, the fellow that played Commissioner Gordon was back. Correct? Yeah, he's. I mean, he's been unremarkable in in all of these movies. The only thing I ever really can say about the guy is that in Batman and Robin, he said he he starts hamming it up so hard. But I mean, he's not he's not the Commissioner Gordon that we kind of wanted. Like he's even the Commissioner Gordon from the Batman series did more you know i mean with him and chief o'hara were hanging out and calling batman and having conversations but this guy was just kind of like what are you waiting for the signal I'm like yep that way to way to own the situation commissioner <laughs> yeah uh now so let's as long as we're talking about this opening scene uh i kind of liked and this is a rare instance i kind of liked the red triangle circus gang I didn't mind it. I I didn't quite understand why they would serve the penguin exactly. Well, there's but... no reason at all for that. However, <laughs> as long as we're going to throw story and logic right out the window, if you're going to give Batman somebody different to fight than last time, why not some deranged circus performers yeah. who would have made a lot more sense working for the Joker than for Penguin? But whatever. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be Batman if there weren't clowns. Uh, but I, uh, you know, I the action sequences weren't terrible, other than Batman just blatantly killing everybody, and a lot of these guys standing <laughs> at places right in the wide open where the Batmobile could easily get at them. And yeah. Trip them. Yeah. Or yeah. Oh. <laughs> Handy or dandy. Over <laughs> Let's make sure we stand at the side far enough so Batman will be able to take out our legs. <laughs> Although to this day, I still kind of like when he does like the, the the pillar under the Batmobile to turn it around and blast the flame yeah. back at the fire. That's yeah. still fun. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. murder, but it's still... Yeah, he, he still killed the guy, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Or the uh, the strong man who he straps the bomb to his chest. Yes. That was, <laughs> that was uh, clever as well. There, there was, I mean, you have to let go of the fact that Batman is going to kill in these movies. They are not They are not holding true to that at all. But the, the fight scenes were kind of fun, I suppose. But the story was just so arbitrary and, and, and random. And I don't, I don't understand, like... So let's make this Oswald Cobblepot the mayor. What was the purpose that was going to serve other than, like, they wanted to get his plant approved. But, okay, so you're telling me that you, Max Shrek, can't figure out another way to get your plant approved than saying, I need a basement sewer dweller. <laughs> and everyone will rally behind him as he eats yeah. his fish. Uh, everyone. And bites people's noses. And totally bites that dude's nose off. Uh, no. Yeah. Yes, Steve Whitting was the guy who got his nose bit. <laughs> And he's, I mean, and he's so lecherous too, like blatantly oh. lecherous. Yeah, yeah. There were a few bits of innuendo that were I didn't remember from the first time that were like, "Ugh, you're kidding me, really?" Yeah, it. They laid it on pretty thick, I think. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it was just kind of silly, like a lot of different plot points. Like, let's let's jump ahead for a bit. We're we're going to get back to Batman and Catwoman and and Selina Kyle, but let's just jump ahead to the Batmobile scene, which almost feels obligatory in some of these movies the batmobile scene where the batmobile gets taken over by the penguin <laughs> who's riding in like a little miniaturized batmobile like yeah. circus ride whatever yeah. okay in the back of a van or something and they hacked into the thing because they were able to pull the records from the town mm-hmm. hall yeah why is the batmobile records in the town hall like why i don't why that's that's my only question. Why? Uh, I mean, maybe that was the only way that Batman would be allowed to register his car. With why does Batman <laughs> have to register his? What? Well, <laughs> I just got this image of him in line at the DMV. Batman, we need a VIN number, or I'm sorry, we can't help you. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, he gives him the VIN number. Like, uh, this says you drive a Chevy Impala. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It has Chevy guts. <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's still street legal. It was uh, it was silly, and then he he records and correct me if I'm wrong. The first instance of recordable CDs being used in feature film when he records the Penguin, who decides, I'm, since I'm a villain after all, why don't I might as well just tell everybody my plan right before I kill Batman? Just by I don't even know what he was trying to do to Batman. I mean, he wasn't really trying to run him into a wall or anything. It's just. I- I can vaguely remember that shot of them putting the CD player in being used in some sort of commercial for compact discs, possibly a Sony commercial or something. I could be wrong, but I just I rem- I remember that being uh, used in some I'm, way. I'm oh, sure it was. The commercialism in this movie was uh, through the roof. I can still <laughs> remember the Diet Coke commercials. 
<laughs> yeah. Batman's oh, like God. driving through and it's like, if you want a Diet Coke, you want a Diet Coke. And he, he finally gets to where he's going and Catwoman has it and throws it to him. And then, uh, man, what a crappy movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I get so no, disheartened when you do these. Yeah, it's, these are better when at least one person likes them. But I think we're all three in agreement that this was just a mess. I really thought I was going to be defending it before, after we did the first one. Yeah. I was like, yay. Batman Returns, I'm so excited. That's my favorite one. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I was really excited, like, two weeks ago. Yeah, I I just edited that one, and I remember you saying, I'll, I'll be so much more excited and into this one. And now it, it feels <laughs> like a little piece of you died inside. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I need some therapy now. Well, let's, my, let's part of my childhood died. Yeah. yeah. I'm dribbling black bile as we speak. It's, it's <laughs> cut me to the core. All you really need are just some cats to come by and bite your fingers and breathe <laughs> and in your face. face. Yeah. You know, that's the same origin they used for uh, the Halle Berry Catwoman. Yeah. Is she got murdered by her evil boss, and then a bunch of cats came by and bit her fingers and licked her face, and she became Catwoman. <laughs> not the same Catwoman, not Selina Kyle. Like, in that in that movie, they played off like, there's Catwomen all over the place, and have been throughout history as cats revive them and turn them into Catwomen. I have to wonder if whoever designed that costume is still working in the film industry. <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah. That, that's got to be up there with some of the worst I've ever seen. That was truly, truly dreadful. I actually paid money to see that movie. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was a it was a five dollar uh, video on demand rental. Oh my oh, god. Oh man, so it was quite bad. In fact, I played the video game of that movie. It was I in the bargain bin. One. Oh yeah, there was one. It was um they they tried to like make this new fight scene type thing where you know, like you you use the dual sticks and the one stick moved you and as when you moved the other stick you would attack in that direction. Uh, there was a oh. Lee game that did that same thing actually quite well. Uh, this this one was not quite as well. <laughs> uh, needless to say, I didn't put a lot of time into it. But I just I don't get how because you guys just told me this I didn't even know the actual origins of Catwoman in the comics. Yeah. To me, Catwoman, that that was just a story of getting licked by kittens. Mm. <laughs> and... <laughs> yes, she has cat scratch I... fever. That's that's what happened. <laughs> but I just, I don't get it if they went that far off. Like, who looked at both examples and went, yeah, that's the better one. We're going to stick with that for the Halle Berry movie. That's a, that's a good question. Then... I think maybe because they didn't want, maybe DC didn't want them to use Selena Kyle. So they said you had to come up with somebody else and like, well, how are we going to make this work? And they're like, well, let's just play off like lots of people are Catwoman. <laughs> I, I, I think this is just a case of and, and it hap- it's happened before and it's happened since Spider-Man 3 was a good example of that. They want to cram as many characters as they can into a movie. And the easiest way to do it is to have an excuse for them to be on screen with one another and, and thus have their origin stories tangled up with one another. You know, if you had to do everyone's origin story separately, it would just take more and more time. So you end up yeah. with them shoehorning Selena Kyle into Max Shrek's uh, executive assistant role. Which... Right. So then she attacks Shrek. So then Penguin can see her and just say, I saw her first, and then fly away on an yeah. a helicopter. And, and then encounter Bruce Wayne and say, oh, who's that crazy woman? I haven't dated anyone since Vicky. <laughs> uh, she, yeah. She's got there's something about her. Hmm. Yeah. And then, I mean, they're, they're fight scenes. They tried to make them... I, you know, they were kind of, they're wooden in that Bruce Wayne, Batman, Michael Keaton, he can't move in the suit again, but the stunt woman for Catwoman clearly can. Yes. So it looks like she's just doing flips and jumps around him and he can't respond to it. And then, did you have this, now what was this? When Batman takes that vial of acid and shakes it and throws it at her, like, what was that? Why? No. Like, I won't use guns, but I'll throw acid at you. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, I have no idea what he thought that was supposed to accomplish. Like, is that like uh, if you ever run into somebody who you really can't handle in a fight, just throw hydrochloric acid on them and (laughs) that'll do the trick. Like, not didn't use any of his like devices or a batarang or anything. Just threw acid. Well, he couldn't use his batarang. That was stolen uh, several scenes. Stolen by a dog. Yeah, a little (laughs) toy poodle stole the remote control batarang. Because there's only one. Because he, he only had the one. Well, it kept coming back. Why would he need another one? <laughs> Just so that they could use that again to hit the uh, the ice princess. Yeah. And then have bats fly out of the tree to frame Batman. Then Batman, he actually, this was the scene where he does the thing where he puts his wings out and then they, they become like a glider. And he actually does glide down. That was in all the previews. Yeah. Uh, I like that concept of him finally doing that. I don't like that scene. 
Yeah, it, it just it made it look like he had a folding chair underneath his cape. It, 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 it kind of did, yeah. I, I, I realized that this that the science they use in the uh, the Dark Knight trilogy, whereby he has a, a flop, for lack of a better word, floppy cape that yeah. that uses some molecular mumbo jumbo yeah. <laughs> when you put a charge through it to to, have, to give it form or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but to, to make it look like there were like you know tent poles. <laughs> wasn't exactly uh very convincing looking either um you know like i i watched inspector gadget as a kid so (laughs) i could go a long way towards getting my head around stuff fitting inside of other stuff uh conveniently but that was a that was a bit much it was that was it felt like because they wanted to sell that toy he had to do that (laughs) (laughs) well you know that that break that breakable car was probably much the same. Uh, yeah, let me tell you, I, it's such a weird thing to be able to do. Like when you think about, it, like, oh, so it's that way I can, and it just shoots off the pieces. Like they look like they just go away, and then the wheels line up, and he goes through the little alley, and you just can't help but think to yourself, like, why don't you just have a vehicle that can just do that anyway? That seems like a very important thing you'd want to be able to do in your nocturnal activities: is be able to be maneuverable and go places where you can't be followed. Yeah. Now. Like, the Tumblr didn't have that issue. The Tumblr was like, there's an alley. I guess I'm about to crash through two buildings. <laughs> or yeah, or flip over and reverse yeah. my direction. Or, or all reverse that. the direction or just jump over them or something. But, like, that Batmobile was like, well, I got to leave 60% of my car back so that I can fit through here. Um, shall we cover the, while we're on the vehicles, sh- shall we cover the Batrofoil or whatever the hell that thing was that was yeah. skimming through the sewers? Its official name was the Bat Ski Boat. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> wow. I was sitting here thinking, well, it couldn't possibly be as stupid as what I just said. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, bat <laughs> the Bat Ski Boat. Yeah. That was, um, not good. I'm going to go back to it. I just, I don't. It it felt like they had to like they had to play the same roles that they did in the other movie where it was like okay well now we need a different vehicle for this particular scene so we need to come up with something that was specifically designed to go by this one pipe, <laughs> which happened yeah. to have penguins with missiles strapped to their backs in there. Why were why did penguins have missiles strapped to their backs? <laughs> that was you know and the sad thing is. I, uh, at one point in time in my life, I could completely quote from memory Penguin's speech there. His, yeah. his patent, if you will. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, watch it now, and it's it's not good. It's, I, I'm running out of words in my thesaurus here. <laughs> it, it, it's just so plain, and just, what are you doing? And why is there penguins, and so you're stealing all the kids because you, you threw this party? But there's got to be babysitters or something, right? And, yeah. Yeah. The one night of the year, everyone's out for a party. So, of course, uh, of, of, of course, it, you know, snatching everyone's child is going to be you know, completely easy. You know, no, no, no chance that, there, that there's going to be any hitch in that plan. Um, yeah. This was I mean, this came after the penguin got uh, disgraced because Batman played the CD from the night before. Yeah. On the speaker system, which like nobody saw through. And then <laughs> yeah. everyone had tomatoes. What's up with that? Oh, yeah, that was and also lettuce. interesting. Yeah, and, and lettuce. Yes. Yeah. Weren't there yeah. like whole heads of lettuce? <laughs> Entire heads of lettuce. It's almost like there was like a, a, a produce stand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, considering, uh, you know, there were only three dozen people uh, as, as yeah. usual in the crowd, they had an <laughs> awful lot of ammunition ready. Like, I mean, everyone must have had a couple bags full just in case uh, Penguin yeah. was yeah, People himself. turned on them pretty fast. Like, I've seen real politicians say some pretty messed up stuff and they don't get turned on this quick. Yeah. Well, they were sympathetic to the Birdman. <laughs> yeah. Yes. They gave them more chances. <laughs> Found out who he was and it was so sad and... Yeah. Let's give the Constitution a break. It's Christmas. <laughs> Man, that's that line is a very scary look ahead into the future, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Nice. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Michelle Pfeiffer here and this whole I sneak into the office, I break into my boss's secure cabinet because again he went to the Hollywood school of password picking and <laughs> he grabbed something from his surroundings. And he made that his password with no numbers or letters or anything. Yep. And yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's listen, it's not quite as bad as Alfred in locking the Batcave behind a three-letter <sighs> password, but it's 
pretty bad. Then she gets murdered, and this was cut from the scene, actually. I'm gonna I'm gonna point this out. There was a part of the scene where Chip ends up walking in right after Max Shrek kills her. Was this in the uh, movie? I don't remember this. I remember them talking about it the next day oh, or something. Yeah, he like walks that. in like right after Max Shrek pushes her, and Max Shrek's like, Oh, it was terrible. She fell. I tried to save her. And then Chip just shakes his head. He was like, No, she jumped. PMS. <laughs> and I guess maybe they decided that made Chip a little too evil for absolutely no reason at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, God forbid we have some feeling of any sort for Chip. Yeah. <laughs> Negative or positive. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I can almost see that being cut because uh, there's a scene where, you know, after she comes back all crazy and just starts being, and, you know, basically George Costanza's it. Yeah. Uh, everyone will like that reference and just comes back to her job like nothing <laughs> happened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And he says something to the effect of, you know, she tries to blackmail me, I'll just throw her out of a higher building. Now, at that point, one has to assume that he must, well, I'm, he must have told Chip in a, in a scene that wasn't yeah. shown that, I, oh, by the way, I threw my secretary out a window. <laughs> uh, but if it was cut, I guess that uh, that makes a bit more sense why they had that exchange. Um, yeah. Or a little less sense now. <laughs> yeah, but she, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't like that scene the next day with her showing up. It was just... I don't know, maybe just because I don't like to see Selena, so anytime she's a secretary, I wasn't a fan. But I was not a fan. I'm sorry. I'm also really puzzled as to why Bruce Wayne would have found her in any way alluring. Because um, she's I, I Catwoman. Can, I, I guess. I, I can understand why Batman finds Catwomen alluring. Oh, hell yeah. But did you just use the plural Catwomen? Catwoman, sorry. Thank you, <laughs> are you are you adopting this new canon? That no, no, no. I, all over I, meant, place? I meant to say the singular. Yeah, I, I I can understand that. What I I don't understand why Bruce Wayne would just find some average secretary with a head injury. Uh, oh. Interesting. Um, he did save her from the clown with the taser. You know, I don't actually know. Did Batman make the connection between the? Did did Bruce Wayne rather make the connection? Hey, I saved that chick like a few nights ago. Did he actually? At any point, put that together. <laughs> I don't think they ever actually put it together that he remembered who she was. I think that was just sort of incidental to make, maybe to sow the seeds of her obsession with Batman, but I think maybe I'm giving the writers a bit too much credit there. While we're on that subject, uh, one of the things about this movie that I, I won't even call it a plot hole because a hole implies that there was some attempt and there was a, something that was insufficient. The whole reason for why Catwoman wanted to take out Batman I'm still not entirely clear. Something to do with he bothered her on her first night out in on town or, or what was the yeah I, she wanted to take him out? I've kind of forgotten. He was a man. Because he was a man. But <laughs> like she ends up showing – like doesn't it – it's something strange. Like she just shows up to talk to Penguin. You know, she tries to eat Penguin's bird and then he tries to kill her cat and then she spits it out. And uh, kind apparently of, the, uh, the Penguin's um, – uh, People are every bit as uh, you know protective as his as his private uh, areas as uh, Alfred is of Batman's yeah. Batcave. You know anyone oh, can just waltz in with, with, without she's an appointment. She's got some skills. She could make. It. <laughs> I'm going to let that one go because if we're going to start nitpicking that sort of thing, this is going to be a long podcast. <laughs> but Catwoman's there, and it just it just seems like, and I'm really trying to think back, as forgettable as this movie is sometimes, why she didn't want Batman around, and yeah. I just I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, everyone else had a re- – all the other villains had a reason that was believable for why they would want to take out Batman. Hers was – Oh, I think it's because he fought her and then burned her and pushed her into the kitty litter, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. I mean, that's all the I got. kitty litter. Yeah, the, I, I'm oh, just trying to awful. think back. Like, saved by kitty – what was with this whole I have nine lives thing? Because she didn't actually die in any of those lives, yeah. She's like, I got seven lives left. Like, is this is this a thing? Is this Are you making this part of the story now that she can kind of die? Because she was saved by kitty litter. Mm. I guess the first one counts. She seemed pretty dead. But then the kitty litter one, she just kind of survived. And same with the greenhouse. And then the other time she was shot, I don't yeah. remember it being in the chest or anything. Speaking of the greenhouse, when did uh, Catwoman develop the ability to shatter glass like that with her voice? Like Tim Burton. Tim Burton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that answers a lot of questions, those two words. <laughs> yeah. For there's, this film. There's probably a lot. just be hitting yeah. that. I don't yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't understand. So I guess can we talk about this finale scene? <sighs> yeah. I think I blacked out. <laughs> yeah. It's um What happened? So it was a long movie too, which doesn't help. Oh god. <laughs> it was over two hours, right? 
126 minute runtime. Oh, man, this movie was long. <laughs> yeah, it's this. They finally like face out with each other, and there's this very very corny. Batman facing off against Penguin and he pulls out like this remote control but the Penguin shoots him with something and he drops it so the Penguin goes to point it at him but it's like it's the thing from Batman Begins that calls all the bats so I don't really know what Batman was planning to do with it but then the bats all grab him and he falls through the top of the tower into the water but then the heat's been shut off I don't remember did Batman shoot the heat I don't oh the heat was shut off because he he sent the penguins the return home and shoot your missiles at the the penguin hideout command. Why would yeah. you have them have that command? I don't know. Maybe maybe it was a failsafe in case Batman was there. But he so I guess they blew out the heat and then the penguin just kind of dies. Yeah. And then we had to get that <laughs> funeral. The scene. penguin pallbearers. Oh. Do penguins oh, actually do that? Is that a thing or do they just was Tim Burton just bull? Okay. I would really like it if penguins would do that at my funeral. That's all em- I'm gonna say. Emperor penguins are very large, but they're not Danny DeVito. <laughs> so uh, I I can vaguely remember seeing a documentary on on TV about the making of Batman uh, Returns. I've I have the Blu-ray right here, and I will not be watching <laughs> the behind-the-scenes features because I've had more than enough. But uh, I gather that they're that the bigger penguins were either a mixture of animatronic or little people or something like that. They looked uh, like little people in suits. Yeah, they kind of did. Yeah. Now there were real penguins used as well too, right. obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For a, uh, and but then very... there's like really big stiff one waddling yeah. around with like felt wings, and it was just yeah, not good. oh, not good. <laughs> I, I guess Max Shrek's. Uh, um, Toxic waste created a race of super penguins that that are <laughs> that are like you know four foot high. <laughs> that's, sure. that's, that, that's my explanation. Sure, whatever. Because reasons. Because Tim Burton. Because Tim Burton. <laughs> so now we have Catwoman. Let's just let me go back to the scene again because this movie it, it wraps up in such a strange, unusual, and unfulfilling way. Uh, Catwoman decides she needs to kill Max Shrek and somehow still can't figure out a way to do it except through a suicide taser explosion kiss. Kiss? What the? Yeah. Yeah. Why does she have to kiss him? I don't get it. She's got claws in her hands. She could have taken his throat out. She could have done anything but that, really. Um, I don't know. I mean, granted, she had a few lives left, but I mean. Yeah, a few lives left um yeah it, i i don't understand knowing that there was another writer that came in and wrote a new ending makes perfect sense because this thing is so disjointed from even anything else we'd seen that i mean i i totally believe it yeah there was just somebody came by and monkeyed with it and this is what we got i mean the, the, I, I can't like i don't like doing this where you know you sit down and work at you know where's the third act first act second act third act type thing but or you know what's the climax, you know, all that sort of stuff. But with this film, none of it feels like natural, yeah. <laughs> or like it's I or mean, fulfilling. Or fulfilling, you know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Like so, it ends like they they find Miss Kitty, and then he drives away. And you know, remember the last movie ended, and you had the shine the bat signal, and it's this big crescendo, and you have the the finale, and you're climbing the building, and you finally see Batman atop, and the music is just going. And in this scene, much like the rest of this movie, the music just fell flat, and so you just get this yeah. this silly Christmassy quote. Did this movie come out Christmas time? No, I. You know, it's funny. Jen and I, right after the movie were, was over, I was like, "Remember when we did Ghostbusters 2 and it was a Christmas movie or New Year's movie, and it was actually June? Guess when this movie came out? June. <laughs> June. June. Of course. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh man, I, I just couldn't believe it. Another film that it's very, you know, overt about the fact that it's set at Christmas, and once again. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's a summer blockbuster. I just I don't understand it. Like, yeah. you know, granted, it made two hundred sixty six million, and it was always going to make two hundred sixty six million because of the first one. Right. <laughs> uh, I just you could have tried. I, you could have tried. You could have. <laughs> I wonder, Greg. Like, I remember being underwhelmed with it when I was younger. I I have to, I, I and I'm I'm you know I couldn't be bothered looking through Wikipedia enough to see the reception, but I, I do remember seeing that the average rating somewhere was something like six point seven out of ten. Which I think is about right. <laughs> yeah, I, I won't be giving it that. Yeah, but, I think uh, Metacritic has it as like seven out of ten. Yeah, oh my or God. whatever under out of a hundred. Like, Rotten Tomatoes has it as eighty-one percent enjoyed the film. What? Wow, that's not right. Clearly, they're going by memory of childhood. Yeah, they did not watch it recently. Yeah, because this is not a good movie. 
I I mean the casting. I don't really have fault with the casting, but that's not a reason to give a film yeah. <laughs> good marks in it and its own. Uh, cast casting is great, but if you're gonna have a story like this, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I just can't give you high marks. Eighty-one percent. That's astounding. <laughs> I I just I don't I don't get it. But anyway, so let's. Let's talk the music for a second. I'm going to put the story away for now. If we think of things, we can go back. When you have the first movie where the score was phenomenal, and I have the soundtrack, like I know the score, This does this movie feel like they just, like almost like Danny Elfman didn't feel like writing anything new, so he just remixed a couple of things and said, there you go. I, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, when Jen and I had that Beetlejuice comment yeah. uh, almost simultaneously, it was because, it, like, and, and okay, Danny Elfman is a... Much like a John Williams has a style that is quite recognizable, yeah. and I I like Danny Elfman a lot. But when it's when it feels recycled, yeah, <laughs> from one movie movie to the next, like I I could I could not think of a single sequence in which I was like, okay, yeah, this is Batman Returns music. This is Batman. Like it all felt like the same. Yeah, it, it really. It just felt. Re- I mean, it's there's that old joke on Funny or Die where Tim Burton's casting a movie and he asks Denny Elfman like, "Come up with a theme song." And Denny Elfman just goes, "Um, da 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 bum 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 da bum 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 bum." Tim Burton says, "Oh, I love it. It's your best yet." Yeah, it was it was forgettable and forgettable largely because it felt exactly the same as as the previous one. Um, yeah, I I would have thought the penguin would have deserved some sort of a theme that was memorable. If he had a theme, I'm not aware of what it was. Couldn't even tell, like, I know <laughs> the, tell the Catwoman theme was supposed to be like a screeching of violins, but the problem is that it's not good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going back to my old reliable description there. It was, it was so, it was off-putting to the point yeah. where you, you didn't appreciate the theme of the, the music. You're just like, oh, oh I kind of wish you would leave the screen so that I didn't have to hear this anymore. And that's well, probably it, not the right way to go it's possible to do off-putting music for like the joker in the dark knight trilogy the joker doesn't have a theme so much as he has a sound that builds as he's talking crazy right you recognize it when you hear it and it works and it is unsettling (laughs) but it's not like oh god this again (laughs) yeah now again here let's go back to the fact that bob kane might not actually have any idea what makes batman cool because i remember he described and this is you can look this up he said Walken was engaging, DeVito was exquisite, and that Pfeiffer was, and I quote, deliciously purry. <laughs> so whenever somebody mentions the conspiracy theory that maybe Kane didn't actually invent Batman, I look to things like this. And I think, well, it's kind of hard to argue when he watched this, like, this is my creation. Like, um, no, actually. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how anyone doesn't realize that this is just this is just Tim Burton. Yeah, a, a t- this is Tim Burton trying to do Batman. This isn't a Batman movie. I, I think they're giving it entirely too much credit to describe it that way. Yeah. Um, so one more thing about Batman, as long as you mention this, because this this just occurred to me. So let's say Batman's in his Batcave or he's in the Wayne Manor and he's entertaining. He's got people going on and the bat signal shines. How's he going to explain all the different reflective bat signals around <laughs> his property that shine the light in on? Like, <laughs> yeah. Why? Why? I don't know. Just no. Just no. 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 Yeah. yeah. I mean, would, it, would, it, would it have been too hard for the signal to just go up and him happen to be looking out the window? Would that not have been? Well, enough? then you wouldn't have gotten him standing up with the bat signal blasted behind him because yeah. incidental imagery is what these movies are all about. Big giant cats, big statues, and Tim Burton. Exactly, Jen. Tim Burton. It's it's not all bad because this movie did inspire what was probably my favorite video game of the Super Nintendo era. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I uh, this game it was an it was an action like arcadey beat 'em up. It was just called Batman Returns, and you know it used a little bit of some voices, and you basically just like arcade double dragon style, just walk through the streets of Gotham and beat up the Red Triangle Circus gang. But mm-hmm. it was, I mean, it had this great mechanic where when you walked into a guy, Batman would pick him up, and then you can throw him or you can punch him and knock him down. And if you walked into two guys, you would do a head smack together. And so like when guys started shooting, you know, guns at you, you can hold one guy up to protect you from the guns against the other. And <laughs> I mean, there was even parts where if there was like a a background then you could throw guys into the background like there was like a store window you could toss guys through a store window and it would shatter and you'd hear the sound and you could toss guys into brick walls and it was it was actually extremely fun um i had i also had the sega genesis version of the game that was awful and (laughs) and not at all good 
Um, but this one was actually super fun and just great arcade beat em up. And to this day, I still like to go back and play this game. So I I had no uh, idea that there even was a game for this one. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was really weird. This was um, like the Sega CD had one, the Genesis had one, the Super Nintendo had one. They were all sort of different style games. Like the Genesis one was almost a platformer. I'd have to describe it. <laughs> wow. But this one, it was just Double Dragon style, and it was phenomenal fun. And I'd always kind of wish the only thing missing was just letting someone play as Marlon Wayans Robin, <laughs> players and. Yeah. That's that's the was only there... thing it was missing. But I mean, for just if if you find it in a in a thrift store or something somewhere, like pick it up. I'm not going to advocate ROMs, <laughs> but if you find it in a thrift store <laughs> somewhere, in a thrift store or a used <laughs> game store, you should buy it. Yeah. I am really buy I am, this game. Not, I am not typing in virtualsnes.com <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> Trust yeah. me. I am making that emphatically clear now. You should go buy this. However, you actually should go buy this. It was a very good game. Um, was there it, a spitting, drooling Birdman in it? Um, the penguin showed up it, every time he showed up in the scene. I think he was always in his uh, in his little like fur tuxedo thing. Oh, uh, that was his classy look. Yeah, it was a classy <laughs> look. I don't I don't think it showed too much of the bio him, running out. Him it penguin. Was, yeah, there's also there was uh there was a Batmobile level where you got to drive like it was almost Spy Hunter esque, I think, or what was some d- d- generic racing game of the day back then. Oh, but God. you got you know yeah. you got the isometric view and you're just driving forward into the city, but then you know you have to like take out the vans for the Red Triangle Circus Gang and and the um and the motorcycles, big skull guys, and it was very good. And Batman had his little gadgets. Um, now in that one, like the acid thing. Yeah. The acid thing was like the kill all bad guys on the stage tool. <laughs> Like, Batman would take it and throw it straight down, and then there was this, like, giant explosion that whited out the entire screen, and all the guys on screen at the time died. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's what he threw at Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer. Is yeah. that what you're telling me? <laughs> the giant kill-all-bad-guys acid thing. But then, I mean, you had you had Batarangs, and then, like, it would actually... There were some scenes mixed in that were platformy, where you would have to, like, use your bat grapple to get around items, and then Batman would just... It was almost like side-scroller shooter, because Batman was just throwing this endless stream of batarangs at bad guys. <laughs> there is even at the, at this part of the game, the first boss is the taser clown and you can throw the no. back grapple behind the, cl- the clown. And then if you pull on the back, he will take like the piece of wall and chuck it into the back of the taser clown's head. And it takes off like a whole bar of his health. Oh, wow. So, I mean, obviously the movie it's based on not so great, but the game phenomenal fun. I, I, I love it. I, I love that. It even has like the, to shoot the the wall behind the taser clown and throw the, the thing in the back of his head, and so you fight the whole fight with like Selena Kyle just freaking out in the side. Boy, it's a shame they couldn't have put more effort into the movie. I I know if if there was as much love in the movie as there as there was in this video game, I think we would have had something special, but but we did not. Because Tim Burton. Because Tim Burton. <laughs> Oh, and by by the way, that this movie was the third highest gro- grossing film in the in the year that it was released. <laughs> you know, it's it's hard for me to to say no because I actually quite liked it when it was released. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, look, I certainly remember the uh, the ads for it. Like as much yeah. as I can remember the first the first one, I remember the merchandising and the ad blitz for for this one to be just relentless. <laughs> it was. I mean, it's it's still. It, I look back on it so fondly and it breaks my heart knowing, just knowing that it's not actually that good. Because even when I, if I remember back to being 11 years old and watching this film, I remember it being so good, you know, like I remember how excited I was, how I loved Catwoman's first scene when she goes after that one guy and she's like, oh, look at you calling for a man. And she like messes that guy up with his face with (laughs) tic-tac-toe. Yeah, I love that scene and I love the whole movie. And it just it bothers me that when you're not 11 years old and you go back to watch it, it doesn't stand up at all. And this is now my least favorite of the four. I like Batman and Robin better. (laughs) That's really saying something. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. And see, I have really fond memories of all of them. And now I feel like I can never watch Batman and Robin or Batman Forever because I remember really liking them. Yeah. And if this one is that bad, actually, okay, like you said, maybe Batman and Robin's better, but let's let's talk about let's try and talk about, I should say, our favorite parts of this movie. All right, uh, Jeff, I'm I'm gonna start with you. What was what was your favorite part of this movie? Look, I I'd have to say the the first extended 
uh, fight scene with the uh, red. Cir- uh, wait a minute, red circle gang. Red triangle circle. Red triangle circle gang. Circus gang. Just because in the first film, Batman didn't get to do a lot of group fighting. It, a lot of it was like fight this guy, take him out. Fight this guy, t- take him out. Like th- this was the first time you ever got to see him really take on a bunch of people at once and a bit creative. Uh, and you know, I, I it wasn't perfect, but I. I, I really can't think of anything else that impressed me <laughs> that had an impression on me as much as that. Um, the the dog biting the batarang and stealing it almost ruined it for me, but not quite. Um, you know, just getting to see Batman take out guys in inventive ways it was kind of cool. Um, I, I there were a couple walking lines that I enjoyed. The bit about <laughs> the bit about Miss Kyle not being housebroken. I have to admit, I laughed yeah. at that. That so was... do it. Say it. Say it like walking. <laughs> you have to excuse me. We... <laughs> <laughs> haven't uh housebroken mrs kyle um <laughs> chip um the uh that but really apart from that it was just a line here a line there now seeing batman smile late not not i can't remember what it was during this or a little bit later where he he gave a bit of a like a, a smile when he took somebody out it was almost like a joke. That bothered me a little. Bit. <laughs> wasn't wasn't the smile right after he put the bomb on the strong man? Yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's give right. me your best shot. So he just puts it on him. Yeah. He looks down and Batman's like, yeah. Turns you out I had that. So you don't want to see Batman smile in the suit, you know, not not for something like that, <laughs> you know, like yeah. When Joker tells him the joke at the end of the uh, the the killing the killing Joker, whatever it was, and he laughs. That that's like a. That's a big moment in the Batman yeah. mythos, and there were, there was a buildup to it. There was a reason. A corny, a cornball, yeah. <laughs> to use the, oh. the the term gag God. like that, was not worthy of Batman smiling in the suit. So. Yeah, no, I'm. Yeah. I mean, I like the fight scenes too, just because it was finally nice to see Batman Batmaning. But yeah, yeah. All right, Jen, have you, have you thought of one? <laughs> <laughs> just thought of one. No, really, for me, and this is funny because I hate how it starts, but after. She becomes right after she becomes Catwoman and she wakes up. Mm-hmm. I love that whole scene of her going back to the apartment and seeing her make the costume and just like being so crazy. Yeah. I actually really like that scene. That's always been very memorable. When I think of that movie, that's the first thing I think of. Yeah, no, so I, I really I like that. that. And I also really like when the first time you see her really like kicking ass when she saves that woman. But yeah, that's, that's about all I got for you. <laughs> All right, so there's a, a couple of small pieces of this I like. I kind of like, Bruce Wayne, why are you dressed like Batman? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I'm like, wow, okay, way to go. Um, I kind of like when, when Batman takes the grappling hook and puts the wall behind the taser clown's head and pulls the chunk of the wall out and hits him. But all that really just cements to me is that my favorite part of this movie was the Super Nintendo video game. <laughs> God, we really reaching for favorite scenes for this one. <laughs> That's my that's my favorite scene is is that scene because I love that video game so missed yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh right well now now comes the unpleasantness we gotta score this beast all right we'll go we'll go in reverse order Jen what would you okay. give Batman Returns I am giving Batman Returns one and a half dead girl licking kittens out of five wow <laughs> I don't even want to imagine half a girl licking kitten. <laughs> Front or back, you guess. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Jeff, I'm just going to just go right past that visual and go to you. I, I'm going to give this I'm going to give this 5 redundant power stations out of 10. 5 out of 10. I am I am going to score this 1 fallen ice princess out of 5. <laughs> oh my goodness, this was not a good movie. I I don't have anything else I can say. It's so mm. blah. Yeah. It, it, I I have no desire to see it again. I I after after we did the hero talk for the first one, I knew <laughs> that was the price going in <laughs> that we would do that we would have to do the the, the sequel. And it made sense to do it with yeah. the same team. I mean, the continuity helped the, the uh, yeah. podcast, but I I didn't think it was going to be that awful and. I I was wrong. <laughs> it, it was, and if I never yeah. see this movie again, it'll be too soon. This, this movie just unremarkable. Uh, I'm sorry I had you watch it, but <laughs> sometimes with Hero Talk, you got to take the good with the bad. And if you want to do Batman, you got to go Batman Returns. So there you have it. Hey, uh, Jen and Jeff, thank you for joining me and stomaching this one with me. <laughs> 
Anytime. You're, you're welcome. I, I know it won't be the last time we have to go over some tripe like this. Just hopefully we can break it up with something worthwhile in the meantime. Yeah, I really need to think of like a good for the next one because I don't know if I could just take another another stinker. On behalf of my panel, I want to thank everyone for joining us. If you have a movie you want us to discuss or if you want to join our panel, email herotalk at enthusiacs.com. For more podcasts, let's plays, articles, videos, and reviews, visit enthusiacs.com. Follow us on Twitter at Enthusiacs. Subscribe on YouTube. That's YouTube.com slash Enthusiacs. And as always, we'll see you right back here on the next Hero Talk. Hero Talk.